In a small collection of stories, stories, the potpourri of stories story. from the from heart. The heart. Hello, and welcome to Stories from the Heart, stories by students for students. We are broadcasting to you from Heart House at the University of Toronto. I'm your host, Sheila Madonna Mortel Salvador. You can call me Sheila. Um, and I am grateful and honored to live here in Tecoronto, the place in the water where the trees are standing a territory that has been loved and protected by the indigenous people of Turtle Island long before the conception of Canada, that continues to be the home of many indigenous people today, where until 2010, I was unknowingly illegally squatting in a tiny piece of land and paying colonial institutions 100% more than Canada gave the Mississaugas of the new credit for their ancestral homes during the 1787 Toronto Purchase. And as Professor Jill Carter taught me, I would also like to acknowledge and honor the Mawekma Ohlone Tribal Nation whose homes support and suffer the burden of modern technology and communication such as Zoom and Skype. Their once infinite and fertile home continues to be exploited and poisoned for the comfort and progress of the so-called first world while they get left behind in confined and dangerous spaces and conditions. Before we embarked into a storytelling journey together this season, we would like for you, our dear listeners, to meet and get to know us a little bit, your stories from the Heart Podcasters. So in today's episode, you will meet Claire, Jericho, and myself, Sheila. So please come and join our circle and have a listen. So it's Tuesday, November the 16th. We are somewhere in the bowels of the music building. For myself, it's my first time back in the building, in any building of UFT. So this is a very exciting event for me, and I'm really grateful to be here. And I am in the company of Claire and Jericho. This is Sheila, by the way. And we are your Stories from the Heart podcasters. We just came up with that name the other day, and we really love it. And we are looking forward to giving you more stories from the heart, from the heart house and from our hearts to your hearts. So <laughs> we were debating whether that was too corny a uh, title. And we were like, no, it's not corny. Not but corny I think at all, but I can do a corny. really good job. I can do, you know, this is like the Filipino air supply lover in me. Um, so here we are. And we're here to let you get to know us, to share a little bit of ourselves so that you know who these stories are coming from and so that maybe perhaps it will give you even more uh, motivation to share your stories with us as the as the season goes forward. So we'll start with Jericho. He's a newcomer and Jericho just joined us this semester. Yes, Jericho, take it away. Would you like to just, I don't know, undress and let us know who you are right now? <laughs> take it all off. Um, yeah, sure. Well, I am a newcomer to the Heart House podcasting, or as now we're titling this ragtag group, Stories from the Heart. And I think it's a great way to just introduce ourselves as the voices behind screens and phones and SoundCloud waves that you're seeing. I guess I'm Jericho. I'm an undergraduate student here at the University of Toronto. 
Funnily enough, I'm not studying anything related to this. I think I just like to talk a lot.、Um, I'm studying public policy and sociology. I'm in my third year. I've gotten involved in a lot of student activism on this campus, a lot of student leadership and organizing. And government is just how I've kind of ventured throughout this、um, institution. And somehow I made up. I made my way th- to a basement library in、um, <laughs> the Faculty of Music building, talking to two honestly, like at this point, still kind of strangers. But it's very surreal that in my third year, I'm on a podcast and talking about myself. I kind of stumbled into this role where I was just browsing CLNX, just looking through the. Endless lists of positions, and I only applied to this one role where I thought it was just really cool and spectacular. It said Heart House Podcaster. It said talking about social justice and all that, and I decided to just put my CV in, and then somehow I landed this role, and I'm super super grateful. Yeah. Here you are. That's exciting. You said activism. Like, what fires have you lit? Oh,、um, try not to let any fires because、uh, I'm currently in、uh, a lot of climate activism on this campus. <laughs> trying to put out the fires. <laughs> trying to put out the fires,、um, <laughs> at least the ones that shouldn't be happening.、Um, so in my first year, I was just some naive first year student that was wanting to join all the clubs and get all the extracurriculars to. Wow, whatever administrator will let me into grad school or get me a cushy job, but I put my email down for this sustainability group,、uh, the VSAC Sustainability Commission. Decided to attend some meetings. The person who was there at the time was very lovely, and now is my friend and my student leader colleague. And the commissioner, and the commissioner is essentially the head, really. Mentored me and really like pushed me into climate activism. She went to Toronto City Hall to go talk in front of a city council about climate justice and why climate justice should be one of the big parts of their agendas. And it really resonated with me. I just decided to go with her and go on a subway ride to Toronto City Hall, and I sat there and watched her speak to city council and. I just kept saying yes, and I didn't know anything about climate justice before I came to university. I wasn't particularly green or sustainable or cared about any of the stuff I so passionately care about now. And then I kind of just wound up here. Wow! So is that your biggest passion right now, or are you involved with something else? I think the climate justice will always hold a special place in my heart, but right now. My big passion is just university activism, essentially holding the administration of U of T accountable, trying to get them to be more transparent, trying to get them to be more democratic. We're a sixty thousand person strong institution, just by students. Even more if you include faculty, you know, librarians, staff, professors. And a lot of the decisions are not in the students' hands, and it affects all the students. So essentially, that would be my biggest agenda right now. Yeah, it's really good to hear something like this. And a lot of students are not aware of like how much is not really being done for them, or how much they could be done for them. And there are students that are doing really well, and they they're in a bubble. 
So this is something really good, and I appreciate you for doing something like that. And I hope that there's students listening right now that this is something new for them and that this opens their eyes and doors and inspire them to do something as like something as um, as humbling and as gracious as what you're doing. Oh my God, yes. I mean, all of the work I do can be done by any student and should be done by all students. And I think my biggest piece of advice for anyone who is listening and would like to get involved, um, solve some issues, or at least raise awareness about some issues that they have, is just to go to your local student government, your club, just any student leader and just say yes. Just just do anything, contribute, and involve yourself, and you'll make your way to the right spaces that will um, that are right for you. And if people should people have any further questions, is it possible at all for them to reach out to you? Oh my God, yes! Every time I meet somebody, I always promote my email or promote the student government I work for. And I always say that my email is always open and I will try to respond to you as soon as possible. Not the very best at that, albeit, but I will respond. Perfect. Well, you've heard it here. Um, we'll have Jericho's info. And just to find out more on how to stand up for yourself and for the student body. And and that's like, the, again, that's like such a beautiful way of just kind of giving back. And as you mentioned, like we are in an institution and even though this may not seem like the real world, but it is the real world because an institution like this is essentially the colonized world that we navigate in. So learning how to to stand up for ourselves and finding the ways to make our lives better through community work and through helping each other is, you know, something that we all should be aware of. And like what you do is essentially practice of doing that in our everyday lives, especially as people of color. It's just actually funny because what you're talking about sitting here, I thought he was going to say in the company of beautiful women, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but as you were saying that, I was like, yes, here we are sitting in a in an enclosed room and this is our first time meeting. And so I still don't really know what Jericho looks like. And, you know, we really met online, but yeah. it's not really the same. So it's just really strange, but at the same time, it's normal now that we're all sitting here with masks over our faces, knowing each other, but not. And to be like, be able to meet for the first time. And if I haven't mentioned that, this is the first time we've all together have met, even though we've met a few months ago. So yeah, Jericho, um, you said that this is essentially your first foray in podcasting. Um, Are you familiar with podcasts? Like, do you have any favorite podcasts? Yeah, this is my first foray into podcasting. I, I listen to some podcasts, not an avid listener of many, but my biggest experience is just I like listening to people on the internet talk about things on the internet. <laughs> so nothing too acad- academic or anything interesting, just things to help me fall asleep or wash my dishes. Good, thank you. So sitting to Jericho's... Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is the musical Claire. And Claire, as I mentioned before, we already met from last summer. And so this is not our first time, but she's still nonetheless um, always new to me because um, we hardly see each other. And actually last week was the first time we've ever met. And today will be the second time we've met in person. (laughs) Even though it feels like we've worked together for years now because COVID just made time senseless. Yes, one COVID month is... Roughly equivalent to half a year, yeah. I know, right? It's, it, I feel like I'm living in dog years. 
Yeah. So, so yeah, here we are, and it feels like you're an old friend, but at the same time, still a stranger. Would you like to tell us anything about yourself? Yeah, I'm Claire. I'm the reason we're meeting in this room in the basement of the music <laughs> building, because <laughs> uh, that's where I hang out. I'm a, a voice major. I'm in my fourth year. I also did a, an English major, so I guess I'm in my second fourth year. I guess I'm in fifth year is probably the easier way of saying that. <laughs> yeah, and I started podcasting in the summer with Sheila. I was just like perusing CLNX, being like, I should have a job. <laughs> and uh, this one came up, and it was the first one that I saw that I was like, oh, this is not just something that I'm, you know, feigning interest in so that I can, like, get money. <laughs> it's like I'm actually really uh, interested in, in sort of sharing stories and explicitly in the job application, they said that they were social justice-focused, that they wanted to shine a light on issues at U of T. And that really um, resonated with me because um, some of the other jobs or roles I've served in at U of T, it's been kind of almost patching it over, making the school look good or, or, oh, don't talk too much about this. This is not the platform for that. We need to like, you know, promote XYZ aspect of the school. So this is the first job I've had at, at U of T where you can actually sort of speak a little more freely about, you know, the good and the bad and and sort of the truth about U of T. And I don't feel like I'm writing it for or, or saying it for, you know, the administration. I feel like I'm writing or saying it for students. So I'm really happy to have that. I feel so grateful to have this job. Do you have any favorite podcasts or were you already interested in podcasts before you got into this job? I wouldn't say I was a huge podcast person until I started this job. The um, podcasts I really like, um, as a musician, I like Aria Code, hosted by Rhiannon Giddens. Uh, it's a great podcast for anyone who's like curious about opera, but maybe feels like they don't know enough, which I think is like, you don't need to know anything to enjoy music. But if you feel intimidated by opera, Aria Code is a really fun way to like explore a guilty pleasure is Pod Save America, um, which is for former Obama staffers talking about political events in America. <laughs> and I'm a bit of a political junkie, so I just, I like listening to politics. Do you primarily do opera as a voice major? Yeah, good question. Uh, I would say right now, no. I do more art song, which is kind of poetry set to music, but it sounds like opera. It's the same technique. Like, do you sing in English? Yeah, I sing English, French, Italian, German. Those are the big four languages. Actually, that's a big issue that we're trying to sort of work through in the faculty, in the voice department, is, you know, there's obviously some problematic reasons why those are the four main languages and, you know, Spanish and, you know, Swedish and Hungarian and Portuguese are not considered valuable languages or not considered main languages of the repertoire, even though there is certainly lots of repertoire written in Spanish, certainly lots written in Swedish, Russian, but we don't learn it because it's not part of our canon. Oh, so that's interesting. So you guys are also starting to dismantle perhaps the music department through language. Yeah, yeah, we're trying. I mean, it's a big job because classical music by nature is Western European art music, right? So that's already, you know, pretty niche and selective and trying to make that 
a more welcoming community to anybody who wants to be part of that environment is difficult because there's a lot of deeply ingrained sort of ideologies that, you know, we don't think twice about. But if you look beneath the surface, it's like, oh, that's actually quite problematic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this has been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years. So it's always just been, oh, yeah, you know, if you think classical music, you think, you know, Beethoven. So the, the, the typical grace, and they are by no means great artists, but mm-hmm. they weren't the only ones. Yeah. Right? And so. it's like, why are they all men? Yeah. Why are they all German? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I was actually just listening to a podcast where I learned that Wagner oh yeah, was actually very, very religious. He is very uh, an, uh, anti-Semitic. He wrote, he wrote papers on it. He, yeah, that's a whole kettle of fish that you could devote. People have, I think, devoted like entire books to it. Uh, he's, but I think Wagner's become kind of emblematic of a bigger problem in music. Like, I think it's really easy to point a finger at individual composers that are particularly problematic and say, you know, oh, we should just stop playing Wagner. It's like, yeah. well, your problems aren't all going to be solved if you just don't perform him. We all want the easy out, but it's not. It's never just about one person. It's about these systems. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's just in the same way that colonialism is not an event. It's it's an institution, mm-hmm. right? It's not a one-time thing that you can dismantle. It it would take more than like. It's just like when people had so much hope when Trudeau came into power, even if he had the best intentions, he cannot solve everything in in how many terms, right? Like it's it you can't dismantle hundreds of years of like genocide and colonization in two or three terms and that's the same for everything so small steps but again like you know it's better than nothing and we're getting it started i was just thinking like you you haven't introduced yourself yet yeah so i'm sheila currently um i just graduated i'm in my first year of masters at oic I got into the podcasting because I was part of an anthology that was released last summer. It's called, it's like a, a Scarborough anthology, and it's about short stories and and poems and what have you. And in the process, I got to do one of like a podcast interview, and I just absolutely fell in love with the whole process. And from there, just the gears in my head started turning. That was like the podcast is a good platform for absolutely anyone and everyone. And um, people who would never otherwise be interviewed. From there on, I started listening to a lot of podcasts. I try to be diverse, but I'm really bad. I just listen to a lot of true crime. But in that process, I also learned so much about like self-defense and being smart. Like if you're rounding a corner, you go long. Um, don't go hiking in the United States because it's just a dangerous place. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I just really love podcasts and listening to the shows because it, I can multitask and um, I just love public speaking. Podcast is basically a place where somebody like me, meaning a person, of a woman of color, a marginalized person, could find a place to rise is in a podcast because you can create a podcast and hopefully find find people that you can support and that can support you in return. So it's a good way to just give voice and find a voice. And I'm just really looking forward to all the things that we can all come up with and do. And just like you guys, like I hope that um, I can do like activist, you know, uh, some form of activist work. And there's just so many things going on anyway that I just want to do something that comes natural, but at the same time also be supportive. 
um, and, you know, and productive and meaningful. So that's a very long answer, but here we are. Oh, and you said area. What is that again? The the opera one. I, that aria was code. Aria code. I used to study voice. I used to take voice lessons as well, and I was a mezzo soprano at one oh, point. Yeah, like maybe it. for yeah. a week. You're like the warm timbre. Oh, yeah, thank you. Really so, but yeah, I can't read music and what have you. But I love opera. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. So yeah, that's a really good one. Um, but I also, so Aria Code, I like to listen to, if we're talking about activism, I love listening to um, Ear Hustle. This is a podcast about um, incarcerated men, mostly incarcerated black men in the United States. As we know, if you don't know, like the prison system is still the continuation of slavery. <laughs> so this is for me, it's like a, a very beautiful podcast to listen to because it gets me it gets me in the know and it reminds me of um, that there are things going on out there that I have to do something about. It doesn't have to be this certain topic, but you have to find something that puts a fire on your ass. Can we say that? That puts a pot fire on your butt so that you <laughs> will do something. Um, so yeah, that's one of my favorite shows too. Jericho, you said you weren't that familiar with podcasts, or but you don't have a podcast at all that you know about or... No, not. I don't really have a go-to podcast. Um, a couple years ago, I, I used to really like listening to a podcast called the Rooster Teeth Podcast. Essentially, they were just um, an online production company, I guess, of creatives, sketch artists, gamers, um, wh- whatever, like internet nerds, essentially. <laughs> talking about internet nerd things um however the cast has rotated a bunch of times that now i'm no longer interested but yeah that that would have been my most prolific podcast experience well i was gonna say even though if jericho doesn't have his favorite podcast his favorite podcast will soon be Heart House Stories, <laughs> or Stories from the Heart, right? And, you know, and soon it will be Jericho's episodes that you'll be looking forward to. Yeah. Because, aren't we, like, we're all excited to be able to, to, um, to get this thing started and to share some stories with you. And hopefully you listeners will in turn share your stories with us as we go along and find things that we can talk about that are, we're passionate about and... We're also extending our hands to you to to let us know what you're passionate about that we maybe we can talk about and you can join us sometime, be it by Zoom or a social distance interview <laughs> somewhere in the bowels of some some luxurious building <laughs> um, and do some recording and we can all like share our stories and open our hearts to each other. And yeah, any parting words, guys, before we we part ways? Um, well, it was nice to finally talk to you in person. <laughs> yeah, under um, better circumstances next time, I suppose. Although I guess these are the best circumstances. These are the better circumstances. In, <laughs> for a while, I feel like. But it was uh, it was really nice meeting um, yeah. you two in person. We're getting back um, to normal. Yeah. I, I actually appreciate the mask because I have... Um, one of those faces and um so it's good to and i work in the service industry right now so (laughs) so it's really good to be under that shield of a mask because people don't see how sarcastic i feel 
So <laughs> I enjoy the mask, and I think that the world is a little bit cleaner and safer because of that. But I would, I would be looking forward to the day when we can all unmask when it's suitable and really see each other. Yeah. You know, I've Be- been enjoying saving half of my concealer. Uh, but <laughs> oh just God. don't have to worry about the lower half of my face. It's great. I don't um, know. I've missed looking, you know. I'm a lipstick. I'm a oh, lipstick like addict. Okay. So yeah, that's hard. I just like love showing my lipstick off, mm. you know, because it's like on a dreary day, you just see Sheila's orange face. All good. But now it's all about the mask. But, you know, anyway, we're happy to be alive and yes. here. And yes. it was really nice meeting you guys. And thank you for joining me and thank you for joining us you listeners and we'll talk to you soon thank you to claire and jericho from stories from the heart team for joining me today and for inspiring us to continue creating compelling inclusive audio stories and thanks to shayla nick and day for helping us produce the show Most of all, thanks to you, our listeners. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at HHPodcasting and Instagram at Hardhouse Stories. Stories from the Heart episodes are available wherever you get your podcasts, and we post all of our episodes under Hardhouse Stories on SoundCloud. I'm signing off as your host for today. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>